Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. I am the son of CeCe's, the god of pizza, Fred Irvin. <laughs> co-host Daniel Phillips. We're a weekly book club podcast where we go over everything books and books related. Uh, we have a month, uh, or we have a book of the month that we uh, read, and this is this is our book week, and it's we're uh, going to Camp Half Blood. So strap in, campers, pack your bags. We're talking about Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Super excited, by the way. I'm I so, I can't had so wait. much fun with this book, but good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to hear that because I I mean I had fun with all five of them. <laughs> Um, oh boy, I just, I don't even know where to start because I'm so excited. Let's, let's like knock out short stories so we can get to the good stuff. Yes. Short stories where we talk about our weeks. Uh, I'll go first. I didn't really do anything and I have nothing to talk about other than the lightning thief. So I just want to pass that ball to someone else. Okay. 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 Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. What if we don't talk about this our ourselves at all, and we just get into Lightning Thief? I mean, I'm so excited. I think I, I I don't want to speak for Brett, but I mean, we recorded like four days ago for last episode, and so nothing I don't really have that life changing happened to you within those <laughs> no. four days. Surprisingly, no. Brett, is that is that cool with you? I bowled a two seventy eight on Wimbledon. Oh, yeah, bowling. you did. That's probably the most amazing thing that's happened to me in the past. That's four pretty days. good. That's that a is, good score. That's fantastic. I'm proud of yeah. you, pal. That's about it, though. That's my short story. Sick. Let's, yeah, let's, cool let's talk about let's get rid Percy of that Jackson. Segment. Yeah. Um, where? Let's get rid of short stories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> we'll see. We're not that interesting. No. Um, okay. Let's do quote of the week. Okay. Uh, so before we get into quote of the week, I do want to give a shout out to our our uh, listener Zach, who honestly. Uh, we got to give him some sort of like nickname or like credit for the show because he is carrying quote of the week on his back. He is his gamer his tag quotes. is Squigs. Squigs? Squigs. I love that. All right. Well, well, I mean, well, Zach Squigs is sending in quotes like a champ and uh, I absolutely appreciate and love. We have quotes like just in the bank now for quote yeah. of the week for weeks to come. And I'm very excited about yes. it. Um. This week, we're not using Zach's quotes because <laughs> we're pulling quotes from Percy Jackson. Yep. And I, I feel like at this point, we it seems like we're pranking him. But I, no, I think maybe next week we just do only Zach quotes. I think maybe next week we really put on the fact that we are pranking him and we just never use a Zach Squigs quote in an episode. But we always bring it up. We always. We mean he <laughs> oh no this can't this can't be a bit this is literally pranking our our listener and and also the the one listener who's like really keeping this segment alive he (laughs) might not be getting his quote pick but we do spend minutes each episode talking about him so okay so other listeners if you want to send in quotes to challenge zach uh because he's sending in quotes you can current quote king he's the quote king zach squiggs um send us those quotes at uh our our gmail uh which is bookends with friends at gmail.com um and these are the quotes that we will live by for the week in this case they're all from percy jackson who wants to go first um i submitted mine which is uh spoiler alert for percy jackson and the lightning thief the book that i read i just read the first one um at the end of the book, when Luke is trying to lure Percy into the woods, he says, I have, uh, he, he had a six pack of Coke and Percy's inner thoughts were sugar and caffeine. My willpower crumbled. And I think that speaks very highly of me because man, I love a cold Coca-Cola. Yeah. Your, your willpower would also just like completely dissolve if yeah. a, if a, any stranger tried to lure you into the woods with a, ca- a, a pack of coke that's if i see the coke can like that's sweating. the last time we see dan if i see the coke can sweating i'm in the forest that's how we get dan <laughs> to do anything <laughs> oh my god um okay that's a great one that's a good one uh i brought deadlines are uh just not real to me unless i'm staring one in the face and Oh, uh, that's how I feel about our podcast <laughs> a lot of times because, you know, sometimes <laughs> we do prep uh, right before we record. So Every time. Um, this one this one was really a call out post to myself about how I need to be better at prepping. Um, so, hey, hey, guys, that's that's why I brought this one. We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting there. Um, and mine 
comes during the fight between Percy and Ares. Um, and Percy references something that Annabeth had told him when he says, even strength must battle wisdom sometimes because obviously Ares is a full-fledged god. Percy is not. And so he decides that the way that he has to beat Ares because he's a meathead is uh, that he's got to be smarter than him. Mm. Which, spoiler alert, he does. Whoa. Ares is Huge. a big himbo. Yeah, um, Ares is a dummy. Okay, so which which quote which quote are we going with? That will this will this will be what our, we are claiming all bookends with friends listeners have to live by for the week. Um, let's go with Brett's. Uh, just be smart in life. Work work smarter. Stop punching things. You know. Stop. Yeah. Hey, cut it out with strength. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Be wise. Coming be from wise. three really strong guys. Really ripped guys. We don't know what wisdom is like, so we're yeah. just hoping that you all find it and you can yes. tell us about it later. Right. Cool. I like uh, Brett's. Yeah, I like Brett's too. That's a good quote. And anything Persa Beth, you know, I'm I'm a fan of. So, <laughs> God, you got me there, Brett. Uh, all right. So that's that's the winner. Uh, Bookings of Friends live by that this week. And now we're getting into discussion where we can finally talk about everything Percy Jackson. Are we doing a quick synopsis? Who wants to hit that quick synopsis? I mean, I'll do it. But like, come on. You know what Percy Jackson is. If yeah, you just don't, hit, us, hit us up. If you don't go read, go, go read it. What are you doing? Um, stop the podcast. It's two. It's like 300 pages. Go read it. It's it's very short. Um, it's about a, a kid who finds out that, um, he is not just human, that he is a, what, what is called a half blood in this world, uh, essentially a demigod. One of his parents is a, muggle. a Greek god. Oh, what, what's up? I he said made a Harry Potter joke. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I, sorry. Um, sorry. I just right. derailed us because I, off. I'm thrown off. Uh, anyways, so he has to go to this camp called Camp Half-Blood, where he is then trained, and he meets, uh, Annabeth, Chase, and Grover. Um, well, I guess Grover actually w- met him before at his old school. Anyways, Did you even read the book? I don't know. I, re- I Who knows? Um, and they go on a quest together because Percy is being hunted by the gods for some reason. Why you have to read to find out. Okay, end of synopsis. Now let's get to the actual discussion. Okay. All right, well, we are going to spoil stuff, so just be aware. If you yeah. haven't read, go read right now. At we'll least for five book seconds. one. I have not read the rest of the series, so hopefully Parker doesn't spoil books yeah, two yeah, yeah. five. So let's, let's, let's clear the air because we did say all month that we don't know how much we were going to read. So let's round robin it right now. How far did y'all get in the Percy Jackson I read Jackson The series? Lightning Thief. Okay. So I started, I read The Lightning Thief, obviously. Obviously. Um, I started to read the second one, but I have seen the second movie. I know that counts oh, for so nothing. you're like, yeah, you're good. Because the movies are way different. They're um, spot on. But I know the general plot of the second. Um. Yes. I, I, did, I did finish book five as of two nights ago. Big dog. Um, man, it's good stuff, but I will, I will keep everything lightning thief related, um, in discussion. And then I will give more spoiler free conversation and thoughts about the, the rest of the series, um, at the end, possibly, um, Dan, when but you it'll say, be very quick. When you say big dog, Dan, do you mean Cerberus, Cerberus the guardian wow. of the underworld? I'm just yeah. trying to. I'm just trying to keep it topical on here, guys. Just trying nice. to keep guys, it topical. I'm so excited. It. Tell me, what did y'all think? Uh, dive. So, have y'all? Did y'all read Percy Jackson okay. growing up? I can't remember. Yes. yes. So, uh, I read Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, and is what second one? Sea of Sea of Monsters. Is that the second? Yeah. One? Sea of Monsters. I read both of those when they came out in like 2006. So I would have been like seventh grade, I think. Yeah. Um. So I read those two, and a. I didn't finish the series. I only read those two. So I didn't really remember anything about it. Didn't see the movies when those came out. Um, and I had a lot of fun with The Lightning Thief. It's very good. I'm so um, glad. It's so good. It's it's just lighthearted. It's fun. Actually, I, we'll kind of get into this later, but there were parts that were very much not lighthearted. And right. I think it takes on 
way more adult themes than I realized as a kid. And I really mm. appreciated that. And I thought it was really cool. Um, so yeah, I loved it. I had a great time with it. He sneaks it past you perfectly. Like a little kid isn't going to notice some of the references. They're just going to be like, oh, whatever. But yeah, if you're an adult reading good, that, you're like, like, wait a second. World War II is between all the sons, which means <laughs> yeah. one of the sons yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um for sure. And, yeah. Okay, so so um, what what y'all think of of the main trio? I want to hear y'all's initial thoughts on Annabeth and Grover as well as Percy. I mean, it kind of fits. Again, I following up with Dan said, I loved it. Uh, I did read it as a kid, loved it again, enjoyed it so much. Um, it kind of fits into the classic fantasy trio of like reluctant sidekick who's a little bit there for laughs. You have the main, the main uh, himbo hero who is yeah, just yeah. like helpless without his two friends, and then you have uh, who should be the main hero. Yes, in yes, Annabeth thank you, Chase, thank who you. Who is just like amazing at everything, smart. Uh, they would never get anywhere without her. Yeah, um, certainly. But yeah, so I mean, as a as a trio, they're amazing. Grover's um, the best. Grover's the best. Grover. Grover's the best. Grover's the goat. Grover's the goat. <laughs> um, yes, that is. <laughs> thank you for saying it. You promised Lena that you would. I did. One of for our reference, listeners uh, sent in people, thoughts. Everyone yeah. listening. Yeah, someone sent us an email, and I made that joke in my response to the email, and said I would definitely make it again in the episode because it's true. He is. He is the best. I I would go as far as to say that, and I, I think maybe this is reading it. This the. This time around, I, I was going to say second time, but this might be third time for Lightning Thief, at least. Um, I big think, Cerberus over here. But yeah, big Cerberus. <laughs> I think Percy might be my least favorite of the trio. Dude, and I, not not in, like I love Percy, yeah. I do, but he's got one brain cell on he a does. good day. On a good day, Percy's yeah. got one brain cell. But Annabeth and and Grover are just such lovable right. characters. They're amazing. Um, I. Uh, also, like the fact that Grover has to put up with Dionysus's like crap all the time. Yeah, Dionysus yeah. is the, the worst, and Grover has to put him up, put up with him constantly. It's like props to him for just and he gets blamed for uh, all the stuff and the the amount of guilt that he feels. Even though it's like you know at the end, Annabeth is like, "Dude, you saved me and Luke," and Talia like wouldn't have had it any other way. So, yeah, just Grover's just so great. Uh, Such a big heart. That was my probably my favorite scene in the book is when just the reveal that Grover was the one with like Talia and Mm -hmm. his first failure. I think it's just a really cool character kind of growth from him. Um, I loved all the stuff and I didn't remember this when I first read the book as a kid. Um, But God, the stepdad is awful. Gabe. Gabe sucks. Yeah. So, so I was much. gonna say that that to me is maybe like where um like some of those like kind of like underscore more mature themes mm, yeah, come in yeah. of like of like Sally Jackson, who's just a fantastic character through the series. Like her willing to, you know, I guess put up with Gabe to try to give some more Protect. stability to Percy. Yeah. And like, that's such an, like, as a kid, you're like, you know, you can obviously see, see it through Percy's lens and you're like, oh, this guy stinks. Like, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But right. like, when you put yourself back from the situation, you're like, oh, wow. Like that's a, it's, it's a one, like a real thing that happens. hundred um, percent. But then two, you realize that like, oh, that's uh it's also just like a big sacrifice and sad story. Yeah, for it is. Sally. It's, it's really sad. Um, but it's fine because he gets medusa at the end of the book, <laughs> oh, which God. I did not remember. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's um something that's questionable and hilarious. And uh, I, I kind of love it, though. He was a monster. I, it's fine. He was, a, yeah. he was a monster. But it was like, I was reading it and, you know, he gets the, he gets the package at the end. And I was like, okay, Percy's first big, like, hero dilemma right yeah. but not really because like he's not gonna turn someone into stone right and then it happens and i was like oh i didn't expect this to be a, a thing that happened they kind of make so light of it too it's very and like gabe is the worst so like it's whatever it's no, fine no it's the, the best is like sally is like 
yeah, I'll do that. And then she like sells his sculpture and she's like, wink. And you're like, it's like, Sally, you did kill him. Hey, you know what? You know what? This is Rick Rorden saying that um, turn turn your abusers into stone. Yeah. Sure. So, um, okay. Well, so since we kind of have danced around this topic, what did y'all think of the tone I mean, we've, we've kind of already touched this, so we don't need to probably get yeah. too into it. But, like, as a middle grade book, does it still hold up? Did you find it distracting at all? Did you love it? I, I think it I think it rides the line perfectly. I read yep. um, Graveyard Book this year by Neil Gaiman. And kind of without realizing it, that is a very middle grade-esque book. But when comparing it to The Lightning Thief, they're very similar. They're like they're mm-hmm. lighthearted, they're witty, they're funny, but they also have the, you know, the the adult jokes, quote unquote. Like they have serious themes that kids might not understand. But for for myself on a reread, I can appreciate that they're in a book for a younger audience. Yep, for sure. No, I thought it was great. Yeah, I. Uh... I think I I wanted to look it up beforehand, but there's like a C.S. Lewis quote essentially about like um, how growing up he thought like, you know, he had to put away his childish things to become a man. And then when he became a man, he realized the pleasure of being able to like enjoy childlike things um, and and enjoy them for like what they are. And and I, I just like had so much fun reading these books, even though of course there are like some of the things that are, are very like middle school feeling uh i it was i felt like it was pretty easy to get past that and just just enjoy the ride i think i was smiling like the entire time i read all of the books well yeah so it, there is one specific part where I, I it really like popped in my head because they got done it was when they were in hades and they were talking about the different sections of hades like there's elysium then there's like the realm of punishment and stuff like that which is kind of you know, the the manner in which he describes you, you're like, you're kind of like, oh, crap. Like, Just all the explaining, like, corpses walking around Asphodel. Yeah, like the the room of judgment and stuff. And so he's kind of doing that. And then the next second, he, he comes up with an idea. And then Grover's like, gee, Percy, your idea really bites. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. Like, we're back. So it's it's just really funny how... The, the dialogue remains uh, not like the whole time, but it remains like that's it remains fairly middle grade and like keeps you there. But some of the ideas and just kind of, you know, the the, the world that it, that he builds is kind of like, oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, like you can kind of see where the adult building blocks. Yeah. And what, what I will say is the later books do mature. I would um, assume so. It, in in. In a similar way as something like Harry Potter, um, not quite as it, not quite as much. Um, like it's still, I feel like it still keeps a pretty consistent tone mm. throughout the entire series, but it does do a good job of uh, like raising the stakes, especially in the later books when they when they need to be. Um, so like you you know, kind of in that scenario that you were just talking about, Brett, where like it. it there's still like those more emotional moments start to come in and start to hit and they, they rely less on like camp and witty jokes to fall back on. But it is, I mean, it's great all the way through. Also the, uh, I think Maddie had mentioned it, but the, the chapter titles are just so amazing. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're goofy and ridiculous. That is consistent throughout the entire series. Um, well let's get into some fun discussion uh, so this one, this question was brought from Ashley, um, and she asked, if you were a demigod, who would you want your parent to be? Um, and is like, who would you want it to be? And then also bonus points, if there, if you think they're like who it would actually more align with is different. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did I yes. word that? Well, okay. Yeah. So yes. I thought about this a lot. Because I don't think I necessarily fit in with a lot of the demigods, because they're all like, "I'm the, the, I'm high and mighty and strong, and I'm good at woodworking and crafting and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. And so I think I would default to Athena. Not saying I'm smart, but I think I would be the closest to Athena. Sure. And then I would want to be Hermes, trickster god, and/or yeah. Artemis, god of the hunt, because that sounds very fun. Daniel, you son of a gun. 
flipping park so, of the bird right now. Do we all think Artemis? She's the coolest no, so, one. Why would you pick Artemis? Whoa, wild, Brett. So I I ch- I chose Artemis as the god the the god that I would want to be, even though like I you know I guess in Percy Jackson rules um, she can't or she doesn't. Yeah, right? or she doesn't she doesn't allow guys in her yeah. in her camp. Um, but I just I mean I, we're not hunters. I don't know. I don't even know why. But I I did take the official. Uh, Dude, said the BuzzFeed. Or no, no is it different on or like Rick Warden's website? He has an official, I yeah. Know. Um, so I did that, and Athena was my uh, okay. my 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 god, my parent. We can't my all mom. say Athena Artemis. So Brett, okay. if yours is no. Athena Artemis, switch it really quick. It's not. Um, okay. I had I, wa- I wanted to be Artemis, not not officially. Like I had one that I wanted to be from from like long ago. But I also did I, the on the BuzzFeed quiz. I got Athena, which I don't think tracks for me either. I honestly would have put myself as like a satyr because I feel like Brett, I'm a good support sa- character. You got big satyr energy, bro. Yeah, so I that's what I would probably because you're I don't, so kind hearted. Your your god could be Pan. Yeah, well, that's what I was. That's kind of what I settled on satyr because I was like, I'm not like mechanically gifted enough to be Hephaestus because they're they're a good support house I'm not like battle ready enough to be Ares or anything like that and I don't think I'm smart enough to be Athena even though I did get Athena in the quiz but the one I've always wanted to be and I know the the movies aren't um, Dionysus because you love to party and drink wine no um I know the movies I don't know how people feel about them but the one part from the movies that I was always so jealous of is Percy's cabin the way that they sh- and they describe it in the book, but the way they show it in the movies, it's like lakeside. It's the coolest. Oh yeah. As a kid, yeah. I was like, that is the coolest place ever, and so I always <laughs> wanted just to be Poseidon. Yeah. So I could live in that cabin because I think For that sure. would be so sick. Um, I just say I eat stuff like this up. I love Greek mythology. Just like one of my favorite. My favorite game is a Hades. Like one of my favorite games. Favorite play Hades Town. Like, yeah, anything Greek mythology, I just want to consume all of it and like deep dive into mythology again. Yeah, Um, agreed, agreed, agreed. Moving on to a separate discussion question. If you were at Camp Half-Blood and you were chosen to go on a quest by our daddy Dionysus, um, praise Dionysus, we all love him, right? Uh, And you get to take two other campers with you, who would you take? What, What cabins would they be from? So I have two specific people okay. that I would want to take. One of them being, uh, I mean, is it cheap to take Annabeth? She's literally the best person. No, of course. Annabeth Chase is fantastic. Um, but my second one would actually be Clarice. Just yeah. because yeah, dude. she is a freaking badass. Strength, um, strength and the brains. Which Ron even though the they brain. don't get along, like she's like super powerful Mm. And if they could get along, they would be pretty unstoppable. Even yeah. though it's good to have Grover around. Nothing. Honestly, the people in the quest should be Annabeth, Clarice, and Grover. That's <laughs> yeah, almost Percy a perfect really should answer. sit down. Just leave Percy at camp. Yeah, almost a perfect answer. I'm going to take two Annabeths. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. So I didn't want to bring this up. I'm going to bring it up now. I, I assume Annabeth becomes a very good character. No, straight villain. Super evil, actually. Dang, really? Terrible you guess. mean Clarice? No, Annabeth. I was just going to say, I know that she, I, from what you guys are saying, she was your favorite out of the three, but I, Grover's my boy, always. Oh, yeah, Grover's oh, no, amazing. I, I, Grover I, I adore Grover as a character. I don't dislike any of them. Yeah. Um, okay, question, because I cannot remember. Did they mention the name Charlie Beckendorf in the first book? I don't think so. No. Okay. So he's he's a son of Hephaestus, and I would absolutely take Beckendorf with me. Does he just um, have like a like a tool a tool belt he's, of he's like? Just the, he's just the guy. I love him. Um, and then I also I also said Clarice because I because I I like buff ladies who can fight battles for me. She's a badass. Yeah, I mean, her and Annabeth could literally do all quests alone. Yeah, for sure. If they could um, put their differences aside, that's game over. I would like to mention in this section, uh, Luke, how Luke is described and voiced in the audiobook. Um, he's basically described as like a surfer bro. 
Yeah. And then the, the way they t- the way that he talks in the book is like, oh, yeah, Percy. No What's way. up, man? I, that would... Why, why would you audiobook this one? Brett, this one is like the shortest book alive. I was listening at work. <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with you. I'm actually glad you did because that's wild to me. I, I picture him as like the coolest, sexiest, like cool guy Which of all they, time. They portray him as such. Like everyone, anytime he's brought up, they're like, oh my God, that's that's Luke. He's so hot right now. I would say like to, to like a seventh grader reading this book, the coolest you could be is like a surfer skateboarder bro, right? Oh, he has like a puka shell necklace. Like he is. <laughs> right. The guy. Um, all right. So moving along, uh, I have a question for you, fellas. It, you have an ordinary item that turns into a magical Greek weapon. What ordinary item is it and what weapon is it turning into? Uh, I'm very excited for this question. Okay. Because I get to show off one of my favorite things to someone that's not you two. Because I've <laughs> showed it off to you two too many times. So I have... In my possession, on my person, one of my favorite purchases of all time. It is a digital Casio watch that's also a calculator. And I love it more than anything. And it's it's the best. Oh, if it ever damn. breaks, I'm buying another one. And so I would want this specific digital Casio calculator watch to turn into like an Athena shield. Because mm, I think that would cool. be very cool. Very cool. Nice. I love that. Also... Very minor spoilers. Did you read book two? No, not yet. Okay. There, there's, there Wait, is essentially no. a weapon that's exactly like that. Oh, dang it! Well, now well, my no, no, no. it's dumb. cool. That's cool. It's, I it's will cool. say, you, you... I, when I said I didn't read book two, I haven't reread book two. I read it in seventh grade. Uh, and I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah. You just played. Well, maybe, maybe that stuck. Then. Yeah, maybe that stuck with you because the watch shield is a is a thing. Is it a Casio calculator watch? Yeah, it's not a Casio calculator <laughs> watch. So yeah. that think of, try think of that reared end. Your shield does math. We're getting paid by Casio this episode. Keep throwing out the cool. name. We are bet- not getting paid by Casio. Um, mine was one of mine also turned into a shield, but I guess it could be a spear because uh, that's the weapon I picked in my quiz. But uh-huh. I first thought of it as a spear because my first one of two was an umbrella, which I thought would be cool to turn Ooh. into a shield. Um, oh, very cool. Because it's an everyday item. You can just kind of carry it. And I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too much of like Thor carrying his umbrella and it's his hammer, but uh, no, I love that. I thought that was a good one. Um, my my other one, this may be, I don't know if this is cheating. This is me thinking along like the lines of a satyr. Uh, and it maybe is more of like a Hephaestus tool. But I thought of having like a first aid kit that is like an infinite bag that you can oh, like yeah. carry all a your bag supplies of in. Yeah. yeah, endless bag. For sure. That's a great idea. I, and you know, this is very fitting audience for Brett because Brett is always prepared. It he tracks. typically has some sort of book bag or drawstring bag with him. And in it is sunscreen, uh, aloe vera, chapstick, uh, band-aids, like Dramamine for motion sickness, like anything you could think. He, Brett uh, has it on he his He gave person. me climbing tape like an hour ago at the rock gym because I cut my fingy. Because you got a boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> and Brett's always prepared. This is fantastic. Okay, so I was thinking, I was thinking of items that I have on me often, and I was thinking of my AirPods. Dude, I almost did AirPods. I was gonna say they could turn into a tool for like super hearing, like Ooh. being able to like listen in or, um, you know, be able to hear thoughts or so- something along that line. I love that. Um, the other thing I thought was uh, if, if I was sticking with a pen like Percy, what would my celestial bronze weapon be? And I was thinking it would turn into a tennis racket, a celestial bon- cool. bronze tennis racket. That would be what I'd use for fighting. Very fun. I love that. Yes. Also, another. OK, wait. Thinking of weapons, another adult moment is when Luke has his new sword that's oh, yeah. one blade is celestial bronze and one is his yeah. steel. So he's like, you can kill gods and mortals and percy was just like i don't want to be here anymore and it was like holy crap i was like why would you need that um i like the adult moment with the surfer dude talking about bad mushrooms (laughs) i forgot about that and the adult moment where uh aries was like um he's talking about his his fling with aphrodite and he was like oh we are at this abandoned water park on a dot 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 date 
yeah. and they go to the abandoned water park and where Ares' shield is, there's just 50 mirrors pointing at the shield. And Percy's like, huh, I guess they like to look at themselves. <laughs> oh my god. I did oh, not man. catch that at all. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Fantastic. Very okay, good. well, so this is, another, this is another listener submission. So we have to ask, but I, I love how this is submitted. Specifically because of the rules. So this is from Ashley and... We have to dis- decide each other's fatal flaw. So this is from the later books. Um, every every camper, every half-blood has essentially a fatal flaw, uh, which is to say like an Achilles heel, a kryptonite of sorts. Um, and for instance, like Annabeth's is pride. Um, so very, sorry, minor spoiler. Um, so, but the thing was, we can't decide our own fatal flaw. We have to choose fatal flaws for each other. So let's see if this breaks up the podcast. Um, um, I'll go first. Okay. Oh no, you seem so excited. Brett's fatal flaw is that this is really hard. Oh no, just just rip. I actually rip don't it. have one. I just didn't want to be super. I was trying to think of one. On the can, can I can I go with mine? Yeah. Can I go? Can, so Dan's Dan's fatal flaw is is not being able to have any conflict. So that's fitting for what just happened because yeah, you could. I know, you could not I have, think of anything to say to Brett. I have I a Greek that. myth one. Yeah. I have one for Parker. I just don't have one for Brett. Oh, okay. Uh, Dan's could be... I just immediately thought of his height. There's, I guess it's too similar to Achilles' heel, but they're like, there's a spot on the top of his head <laughs> where it's like his ultimate weakness, where it's like he can't, if he runs into things, just because no, no one can touch him up there. Like somebody, whoever was like blessing him or whatever, couldn't reach the top of his head. Mm. Um. Brett's fatal flaw is that he is really handsome and really funny and he's in super good shape and he's intelligent and he likes good media content and he's not on the apps. He's not on the apps. Brett, get on the apps. Parker's fatal flaw, and I had this one locked and loaded the exact second this question went up, is that he cannot stand. He cannot accept that I don't like the amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? That's not even a, this is just, the, okay. Okay, Dan, this isn't a fatal fault. This is an argument between us. <laughs> it's you a can't flaw. bring this you can't on accept podcast. It. You can't just say, I understand that you don't like that movie. You can't do it. It's a good movie, Dan. Okay, that's fine. Parker gets really weak and tired whenever Dan breaks it, brings it up. That's Parker. <laughs> yeah, that's, that I don't know if that's really. I don't understand if I don't know if you understood the premise. I don't know if you understood the assignment. It's uh, to everyone listening. Parker sounds a little rattled right now. Oh Parker, my! Are you, are you okay? <laughs> uh, no, I'm heated and flustered and angry. It sounds like Just, you're flawed. Oh God! There's got to be a better term for that. Um, I, I'm sad. I'm heartbroken when my friends don't like the, the good, perfect movie. That is amazing. Spider-Man 2. Sorry. Yeah. That's all you get. It it got real here. Um, We're going to do an episode about this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, and Brett, Brett's fatal flaw is apologizing too much. He says, sorry, when he does not need to that, like someone, can literally like step on Brett's toes and he will like intentionally with malice and he will apologize to them for his toes being in the way of the foot that they just planted. I probably got in the way. Oh my God. This is it. Okay. Yeah. That's fatal flaw. Fatal flaw right there. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this happened. We were, where were we? Someone like closed something in their door, in their car door, like their jacket or shirt. And then Brett, Brett went up to them and said, excuse me, I like and like pointed it out. And they responded in a way that like they seemed like offended or maybe just like shocked or off put or something. And Brett ended up apologizing to that person for telling for trying to help them, for trying to be chivalrous and say, hey, I don't want you to hurt yourself as you get out of your car. I ruined their day. Yeah, oh, I bet they were God. pissed all day long. It was the last straw. Fatal um, flaw for sure. Brett Heston said Parker's fatal flaw, and I want to hear it. Um, I said mine. Yeah. Put put me on blast, Brett. He's really, really like, like just like rip me apart. Too handsome. Oh, nope, nope. God. Uh-uh. Pride. He's too handsome. Ugh. Um, I mean, I feel like. Come on, come on, come on. Hit me. Hit me. Um, his. <laughs> His Joker voice is my really Joker bad. voice is my <laughs> well, yeah, that was terrible. 
So whenever he tries to do impressions, it's, it just comes out wrong. Mm. I wanted Brett to make Parker cry just then. Me too, honestly. What if what if Brett's actually super good at being mean, and that's why he never does it? I'm actually I I Moonlight as a roast comic. Ah, uh, um, so I'm pretty good at it. Um, okay. Catch well, me at the Funny Bone in uh, in the Lotus Casino. Oh wait! Oh my God, guys, that's something almost... that we have to talk about. Okay, I mean, I I know I know this is for some reason Brett loves the Lotus Casino. Dan, I don't know if you know this, but no, like I didn't. Brett will reference the Lotus Casino at like just random any chance times. I get. At any time, any time he gets like throughout throughout our friendship, Why? I'd say I don't just like randomly he'll like look at me and he'll be like, "Man, it feels like we're like in the Lotus Casino right now, huh?" If it's like if something if you've like just like been in a place too long or if it's like something seems like weird with uh-huh. time any any just any way you could imagine and times it doesn't even have to make sense brett will just reference the lotus casino it makes sense every time by so the brett way. you have the floor pal tell me how was it how was reading about the lotus casino it's the most applicable reference and metaphor to anything ever to from any, any book ever you have a long it. day at work god it's just like the lotus casino right, right now. you can apply it to anything and at this point i'll just throw it out there and like parker and whenever something happens the best part is whenever something happens it's like anywhere similar i'll be like you know what guys and parker and maddie both know exactly what i'm about to say and they just, just roll their eyes the, i mean at this point i i i feel it you've you've done it you've done your job well because it's ingrained in me now we're like i'll be out places <laughs> and I won't be around you, and I won't have any reason to be thinking about Percy Jackson and the Lotus Casino. But him. something will happen, and sure enough, I think if Brett was here, he would say this is just like Brett Lotus should Casino. write an, a novella for the Percy Jackson oh series called Percy Jackson and the Lotus Casino, and he gets full reign of what happens in the Lotus Casino. Hey, hey, Brett, I I am gonna tickle your interest here. Um, that was the weirdest way to phrase that um but the lotus casino is mentioned multiple <gasps> times throughout this series Nuh-uh. it's not just book one no oh my god right, well, there's so much more of the lotus casino the rest of them that it's yeah. okay honestly the novella idea would be perfect because you could do stories about everybody else that they come across like the guy from the 70s and the guy from the 80s like you could do stories of how those people got there and why they're being kept there oh yeah I just really adore that for some reason this this piece of writing has like stuck with you and been ingrained into your brain and soul. Um, man. Well, this episode's starting to feel like we've been in the Lotus Casino, huh, guys? <laughs> See? Okay, yeah, let's move on. Let's it's move on. Okay. Um, do we have any final thoughts on on Percy Jackson the Lightning Thief? Uh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I actually so I was listening to the the first episode of this podcast that I found. It was, the podcast is called Seaweed Brain. Oh my a, gosh. It's a Percy Jackson podcast. Wow. Um, and so they go through each book and they do they they do like three episodes for each book and then they do uh, in between episodes for like the movies and stuff. Incredible. Um, I listened to the first episode and they make a really, really, really good point that I just thought I would bring um, sure. to, to you guys because I know you guys both grew up this way, so I thought it would be interesting. So we kind of know, um, basically, their, their point comes in and they're talking about how they kind of compare it to the Harry Potter series in that um, there's one specific line in the book that Rick Reardon was genius for because he made the series, the Percy Jackson series, he did like the biggest favor ever to Christian kids anywhere because he the way that he described oh, yeah. God left it open enough to where it's like parents wouldn't be, you know, with Harry Potter, it's obviously like, you know, and we've talked about it before. It was a very controversial series and a lot, you know, it was banned by a lot of parents and stuff. Controversial but, only because people are stupid, but yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's make that clear. hundred percent. Like it's not controversial to us, but it was like for dumb reasons. Right. But Reardon and the quote was I think it was um yeah so Percy mentions God with a capital G and Chiron tells him that basically he just says we shan't deal with the metaphysical so he basically tells him like oh yeah like that that's a thing but we're not going to talk about we it here so it's just like 
he he basically like leaves the door open but just a is... quick one off from chiron yeah. yeah but yeah so i just thought that was a really interesting point that uh, of genius for reardon just to be like to save it from being controversial um yeah. let's really quick i do have a final thought based off of brett's if that's okay yeah um, let's talk about another adult moment in the lightning thief really quick of when they go to um the the underworld to see and confront hades and they're in the fields of asphodel and percy is like hey i recognize that guy that's the preacher i see on tv oh yeah and dude they were like oh, oh yeah this preacher was a super famous televangelist who earned all of his money promoting um donating it to orphanages and hospitals and he actually just used it on really expensive cars and mansions and i was like whoa that is just kind of true isn't it yeah well i i love i love rick taking that shot because yeah. that it's is a, a shot yeah i mean take. i love it that's that's just good and i feel like everyone can get on board with like horrible people oh, yeah. who use like any yeah. sort of religion to exploit others like those people are the worst 100 percent. anything else i have some quick final thoughts yeah, yeah. that i just i just want to i just want to leave y'all tantalized uh excited to read tickled and tantalized tickled uh, and i love tantalized. to be tnt um i i want y'all to be excited to read the rest of the series so i'm gonna i'm gonna this is a like very light spoiler just like slash conversation about where this series goes so um one i would say book three and four are absolutely just phenomenal like i i almost read them both in like one sitting so good um so i mean five is great too five five finishes it exactly how you would want it to finish out um also there are other love interests for percy that i Ooh. really like that i think are really good characters interesting um, and then there are definitely characters uh later other half bloods that are introduced and other um characters that are maybe introduced in the first one but don't have a lot of time that really shine in the later that's what books. i'm excited for um yeah. and that so that kind of stuff like is is just fantastic like there there's characters that are some of my favorite in the series that y'all haven't really met yet in book one and two so one one last teaser such my final final thought and this is this isn't like um any sort of critique i just uh, or anything i just thought it like might go this way and um it didn't necessarily, so I'm really interested to see if maybe it's addressed in the later books. Mm-hmm. But the gods are very flawed figures, right? Oh, like yeah. the gods and goddesses, like w- without a doubt, like just they're you know they're very quick to anger. Um, they have a bunch of kids that they essentially like, kind of don't parent. They, oh yeah, they're they, like deadbeat parents for the most yeah, part. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they they make a lot of like mistakes essentially uh and and create war and all this stuff and i was really wondering if there was gonna be a discussion an in-depth discussion of like what does it look like for that to be corrected in the sense that like yes there is chronos and there are other more malicious figures right but are we gonna address the pretty pertinent elephant in the room that is to say like the gods are not good um luke in is many right. ways luke is right <laughs> out with the gods and uh, with the luke well, so so and so but to to that i will say that is maybe one of my favorite things about the series is because of that it gives luke's position a lot of credence it's the idea of having a really well-written villain because you can sympathize or uh, empathize with the position that they're in um and so so i think that's it's one of my favorite like th- threads throughout the novels um not fully or completely answered at least in the initial i know the series continues after the initial five um so i'm i'm interested to see oh yeah dude he's got uh heroes of olympus and like a handful more of novels where percy and annabeth at least make appearances i don't think they are the main um characters and i, I, I could be that. wrong there oh yeah they there's 
there are there are a magnitude of books after this the main series that have half bloods in it and then he also uh goes into different pantheons of gods yeah he has a norse um, mythology one yeah which sounds very fun Ooh, that sounds For sure. awesome um which let's go ahead and change uh, if y'all are good and move yep. into author's note before we close out um because i want to talk about rick Rorden for Ricky? a second and just say that i really like him as an author and a person yeah um and what i mean by that is like he is he's just from what from what you you know as well as you can know someone from media and you know all that jazz he just seems like an incredibly kind person um and he's very supportive of uh just all sorts of groups who are disenfranchised or you know uh have had challenges put in their path and he's very outspoken about just like why we should be kind and open-minded um and so one thing that i really like that uh he's done is he has helped other authors get published and it'll be like it'll say like rick Rorden presents and he helps their stories get told which i think is very cool yeah um for him to use his success in a way to lift up other uh writers um and then Another thing that I think we should talk about is the obviously the new movies are coming out, right? Um, the Disney Plus show. Yes, the di- sorry, sorry, m- m- movies. I I meant show. Um, the Disney Plus show is coming out, and they just released the cast. Um, and all of the kids. The uh, sorry, the cast for the main trio. They all are amazing. They look fantastic, and I'm so excited. Yeah. Agreed. That being said, um, there is there is unfortunately just because of the the shitty world that we live in a large group of people who had backlash at annabeth's casting because she's a, a black girl and it's it's horrible and just the worst yep. um that that had to be a thing um but but because like it's stupid right like it there's no there's no reason why she yeah. shouldn't be or couldn't be um but like you shouldn't be lifting up something like that Right, but uh, so, exactly, and and unfortunately, so so the uh, the the actor who got the role for Annabeth, she was like on TikTok and she was on social medias and everything, and she was getting a lot of bullying because there are stupid, hateful, ignorant people out and in the I world. I assume she's like thirteen, right? Yes, she's a she's a literal child. All all of the actors that in in this new series are cast age appropriately. So so they they casted them like in my opinion infinitely better than the Percy Jackson movie because <laughs> they're they, all like eighteen, right? I mean they're 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 literally like they they look the part, and it. I feel like they're just they're. It's gonna be good. I'm so excited for that series. Um, but I, I want to circle back to um, to Rick Rorden because if y'all are interested, he posted his thoughts and um, his defense of of Annabeth and and that that actress portraying Annabeth. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just really really well worded, um, and he went really far into just like his his thoughts as to like why people should. Like just completely stop that hateful behavior, yeah. Yeah. but it was in a way that was very eloquent and beautiful, and gave all the credit to um, this young actor's like ability and that that she earned the role and that she is like she is Annabeth. And there was a there was a hashtag going around about it too. Um, but anyways, so Rick's great. Um, we yeah. love him. Yeah, super cool. And also very excited for the uh, the show mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah, definitely check that out. What is that later this summer or is that in the fall? I forget. I guess I they just cast the, it. So. Yeah, I don't think the. Uh, I don't even think they've started shooting yet. Yeah. Um. So I would imagine twenty. I think twenty twenty three, but okay. that might even be early. Um. Cool. Well, that rounds out my thoughts. Anything else from you guys? Uh, no, I'm all set. But we have some some listener email about Percy Jackson that we could just shout out really quick. If, if no one else has anything. Yes, absolutely. Dan, we had, we had such positive response and we've had a lot of listener engagement and we cannot tell you um, just how much we are thankful for that. 
um, specifically for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. A lot of these questions that for discussion were pulled directly from the emails and and worded, you know, tweaked from the emails that were sent to us. Um, so a, an extreme, you know, special shout out to Lena, uh, Ashley, Megan, Zach, all of y'all. Thank you so much for reaching out and giving uh, us your thoughts and and just like sitting in, like it's it's just fun for us to to discuss with y'all over email and, and, you know, hear what y'all were excited about and get your takes on, uh, these books that we're reading. Um, it means the world to us. So please, uh, listeners, if you want to be a part of that, um, keep sending in thoughts. We love to hear from you again. That's our, our Gmail, um, is, is bookends with friends at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for seeing that. In. Super fun to get emails from you guys. We, we love answering email. So just please reach out to us. Seventh. Literally any question you have, and we'll respond to it. Yep. Uh, before we close out the episode, we do have next month's book picked out. Who Shocker. wants to announce that? We did it. I know. It honestly it honestly is. It on, Thank you, Dan. It honestly is. We have it picked out in advance. This is a step forward for the bookends of Friends. Yeah. So We're trying to plan. Um, the book for June is Delia Owen's debut novel, Where the Crawdads Sing. One of my favorite books of all time. Uh, I, I have read it. I read it a long time ago, or I guess when it came out a few years ago. Um, I don't believe either of these two have read it. I have so not read it. So I'm going to crack it open for a reread and just deep dive into it. And then we'll uh, rip into that at the end of June. I'm really excited. I don't know how we haven't read this one. I don't know how I haven't read it in general because of it's all such of the positive book. reviews I've heard. Uh, but I'm just excited to to get into it Yeah. Uh, and 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 talk and, and hear y'all's thoughts. And then we also have the, the movie is coming out right around the corner yep. as well. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, cool. And as per usual, we would like to thank Jacob Robinson for our theme music and Maddie Moon for our cover art, our podcast art. I yes, wore my sweatshirt today. Thank you. Well, oh, you wear your sweat. Oh, it's the best. It's so comfortable. Um, um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Let's thank you. It. We did it. Uh, let's bookmark it. Remember the real books were the half bloods we wait. made along the way. Oh, wait! Let's, one of our one of our weapons could be a bookmark that turns into something. That's sick. Ooh, that's awesome. We kind of missed the opportunity to talk about that, but that's a great idea. So I did I did think about saying my Kindle, um, but I couldn't think of anything that that would turn into. So that was just on me. Dang, well, for being bad at well, creating. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> the real opportunities were the ones we missed along the Just way. Along the way. <laughs> Dang That's it. Perfect. <laughs>